Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine, and I am a spiritual mindset coach and Reiki master, helping women break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their brain, and manifest the life of their dreams. Just Like You is a podcast for all of the divine souls looking for guidance on their healing and ascension journey. We explore the depths of the universe, hold space for vulnerable conversations about spirituality and self-development, delve into the esoteric things like how to manifest, star seeds, the astral realm, and shed light on taboo topics such as plant medicine and so, so much more. I am honored that you are here to take this journey with me. I want everyone listening to be able to leave each episode feeling inspired and having learned something tangible to take away into their day-to-day life. If you feel called to work with me or explore this work deeper, please reach out at imalexischristine.com or you can DM me on Instagram at im.alexischristine. Hello, hello, my divine souls. Welcome back to another episode of Just Like You. I am so lit up, fired up, just so much energy and excitement and ooh, just all the tingles about this episode. It is literally the most magical, mystical episode that I have done, and it is just everything that I could talk about forever and never get bored, and I'm so excited for you guys to dive into this with us. I have my friend Angela on here, who is literally the most mystical person ever. We talk about auras. She gives me a quick little reading, and like, there's a cool little thing about... um, if you've had the COVID vaccine or not, how that affects your aura, which is so crazy. We talk about star seeds. We talk about soul readings, Vedic astrology. We go into past lives. We go into like bufo and plant medicine and the different dimensions and aliens and just so many different synchronicities that have happened in her life and in my life. And it is just the most like, I just love it. This this episode just made me so happy, gave me so much life, gave me so much energy. I love talking to her. I could talk to her forever. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Again, it's a little bit of a longer one, but so like it'll go by so fast because there's just so much potent information in here and so much knowledge that's being shared and so many just amazing experiences. I cannot wait for you guys to dive in. So I'm not going to keep you for too much longer. As always, if you guys enjoyed the podcast and you enjoyed the episodes, please give us a review or a rating, share on your socials, send it to people who you think would enjoy the episode. It all helps. And I'm just I'm just out here trying to help as many people as possible, try to share as much information as possible so we can all ascend and live our best lives. And, you know, just any type of help on this journey is always appreciated. So I will let you guys go. Enjoy the episode. I'm so excited. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Just Like You. Today, I have a super exciting guest named Angela. We met on a retreat in Mexico, and I'm super excited that she's here today because she is just so talented, so gifted, and I can't wait for her to share all of that with you. So, Angela, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, Just another day. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and I'm very excited to be here. Hey, so excited to have you. Do you want to kind of sign in with your sun, moon, and rising? Yeah, so my sun is Aries, my rising is Cancer, and my moon is Libra. Libra. Oh, I love Libras. They're so fun. And do you know what your human design is? Yes, it is the manifesting one. Like um, The manifester or manifesting generator? Um, I think generator. 
the manifesting generator. Yeah. Oh, cool. I love, I love that. Yeah. Um, so you guys, Angela has so many gifts. She can see auras. She can read energies. She is so connected to the spiritual realm. And I'm super excited for her to get into that today. We're going to talk all about it. But first, do you want to explain to people kind of what your background is, who you are, where you're from, all that kind of good stuff so they they know who, who we're talking to? <laughs> yeah. So I grew up uh, in a household that um, is surrounded with crystals everywhere and um, goddesses everywhere. Um, my mom would teach me like goddesses and would give me tarot decks when I was three years old. So I was um, introduced to it fresh out of the womb. <laughs> I knew what all of it was because she would always talk about it and she would do like goddess, um, goddess like convention things. And she would sell these like goddess dresses that she uh, would get in Morocco and like you can't get them anymore. And um, she was just she was very inspiring. And I remember um the first memory I have, like when I was three years old, was um, me connecting with this goddess. Um, and it was the first card I ever pulled, and I'll never forget it. And um, it's goddess Kali Ma. And Kali, mm. such a powerful goddess. She destroyed the world, and she also helped so many people. Like, she was very healing, and she also, like, destroyed the world for a new beginning. And, um, yeah, and she, I remember when I saw the card, I, like, felt something and I will never forget it because I'm still connected to her till this day and um yeah and my parents would teach me a bunch of things about uh like um sound healing and Reiki like they would do Reiki on me all the time because I had a lot of stomach issues and um I also um uh, like yeah like I mean there's so much <laughs> I mean so like my parents told me uh like at a very young age as well that uh they weren't going to force any beliefs onto me and they were going to let me choose whatever felt right for me. And they said, you know, we'll share what we believe, but, you know, take or leave whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And that really like opened me to a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I can, I can be whatever I want and I can believe whatever I want. And um, it felt super empowering because growing up, I saw so many people stuck in um, imprisoned by religion. And um, I was just so grateful to not, experience that and be yeah. more um so yeah I mean my parents are both Reiki masters um they're the most like they're the oldest souls I've ever met um and yeah like they teach me almost everything I know and um they help me remember who I am and why I'm here um but yeah I love that I love that you have such a connection that way with your parents. And I can't believe you were three when you had your first tarot deck. <laughs> yeah. No. Holy crap. Goddess deck too. It was just goddesses. And the okay. first goddess I was like, and Kali has her third eye open and she has like a bunch of arms and um, some pictures she looks kind of scary with a super long tongue, but um, <laughs> she, I don't think she was scary. I think she was extremely intimidating, like very beautiful. Um, but with a very intense, like eye, cause she had like three eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I've been, in, I've been into card decks for a really long time. Um, That's I have, so cool. a... <laughs> you have what? Sorry. I have way too many. You oh. <laughs> <Way> too... <laughs> like sell some and like pass them uh, down to other people. But yeah. yeah. I feel that. So 
Okay. So you had it when you were three. Is that when you started like getting in tune with all of your gifts as well? Or did those come over time? Yeah. So I, uh, when I was in, so I went to like a different type of school growing up. My sister or my sister, my mom knew I wasn't going to be able to go to, um, regular school. So she had me in Montessori, which mm. is all like on and like, um, you don't have chairs that you sit in, like in a desk and like, there's not a teacher like, you know, telling you what to do. It's like all like, um, you like pick out things and you like hands-on like learn how to do it with your hands and like I was super hands-on like that's how I would learn so um it was like super helpful and I did that till uh sixth grade so I was super in touch with myself because it wasn't a normal school you know and Mm -hmm. there was ordinary not ordinary like um unusual people because I was unusual you know (laughs) and I was I was a weirdo and I I honestly brought a lot of uh, trauma from my past lives at a really young age. Like I was very violent um, because I was like going through and processing um, things that I did. And like, I was angry with myself. So I became anger and because I'm an Aries, you know, that's a masculine energy. And that's also the planet of Mars, which um, is really intense. And they tend to be very strong headed, uh, angry people. And I, I used to be really angry growing up. Um, but I have, I know it had to do with my past lives because I killed my sister in a past life. And when I was three, three months, I was three months old. And my sister was four years old, about the size of a six year old because she was really tall. And um, my mom left the room and left, like, she didn't think anything was going to happen when we were together, you know, I was just a little baby. And she came back in and I was literally attacking her, like gouging her, like she was bleeding and screaming and crying. And um, I don't remember this, but I uh, remember later on in my life, I had a, a lot of visions of my sister, but in a different body, but the same soul. And um, I chopped her head off. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So the you attacked her at three months old that was this lifetime that was this lifetime because i i had like so much anger towards her for some reason and it was because of karma that we had in like past lives and she hated me growing up because i had i gave her all these scars like she had she still has these scars on her face um there's tiny little baby baby scars like but it's awful um and my mom always tells people that story to to, like like how intense I am even when I was like first born um but yeah I mean (laughs) sidetracked but (laughs) I just I'm like trying to picture a little three-month-old baby attacking someone I just feel like you just sit there and you can't move like no it's so funny I I was hyper aware like when I uh my mom uh, got my astrology reading when I first um was born and she uh she didn't do normal astrology she did vedic astrology which is the most form of astrology and um it's honestly the most accurate um and it's the hardest to read and it's the hardest it's the most expensive to get get read to you um and i actually am studying it right now and it's uh it's a lot (laughs) it's a (laughs) lot it's a little confusing but i really like it and um yeah and so she like was trying to figure out why I would walk and uh, like why I didn't want to walk. And because, or what, she went to this astrologer and she also, the astrologer was also a psychic and he um, would, you know, use both of those together. And, um, and <laughs> he, he did it, he did it on my sister too. And like, everything was pretty accurate. She, my mom had one, my dad had one and like, everything was like really accurate. So she was like, okay, I want to see what, why my baby won't walk. <laughs> and he said that, 
in my past lives, I was um, royal most of the time. I was carried. So oh. I would have dad to carry me and I would never want to walk. Like when I, I was uh, really old, like I, I can't remember how old I was. But I needed to learn how to walk. And my, my mom, she said I wouldn't. And she said when eventually when I would try to walk, I would bash my head on the ground because I'd be so angry that I have to relearn how to walk again. And um, like I would try to kill myself. Literally, and she would like save me before I like would crack my head open because it'd be on like tile. Um, oh yeah, and she would. I had this. There's so many pictures of me when I was a baby with this ginormous helmet on my head, <laughs> so I would crack my. Head. <laughs> but yeah, and in my astrology, um, in my Vedic astrology, um, like I have uh, eight exalted planets, and most people don't have any exalted planets. Unlike no one else in my family has exalted planets, and. I'm not quite sure uh, what that means, but I do know based off of what he said, he said that um, like I get to choose in this life if I want to be well known or not. And um, that it is in my, it's written in the stars that I'm, I'm supposed to be well known, um, but I haven't made the initiative to do it yet because I don't know if that's what I want. And because um, I want to live freely and if I'm super well known, like I won't be able to live as freely as I want, but I can also yeah. just how well-known I want to be. And I just have been really figuring that out like mentally um, <laughs> and preparing for that. Cause I know it's my music. When I come out with my music, that's, that's when it's, everything's going to change. And yeah. And I also, so uh, this astrologer also sent an email to my mom and was like, um, something about divine souls and that there was during 2003 there was a certain time period that uh divine souls were coming through and um he said it ended on april 17th and um i was born on the 16th and like in 2003 yeah in 2003 okay. it was in the year of 2003 and it like started in um i can't my mom knows every single detail about this <laughs> she like emailed him back and was like yo like um because like the timing that it was uh like I was born at a different time but my mom was like oh my gosh it was that time in the other side of the world so I need to message him and see if she is still a divine soul and so she did and he said she made it by eight minutes wow. and I had the planets so it's like eight is my number and that's why like infinity eight is infinite it's like resonates with me like no other that's why I have an infinite infinity sign on my throat mm -hmm. Um, but like eight man like oh my gosh eight <laughs> but but yeah yeah actually I have a few other things I want to say on that yeah of course um, so when I was born I um uh, my doctor that birthed me was named Dr. Moon I was born on a full moon and um my umbilical cord was wrapped around my head twice both me and my sister um so if we would have done natural birth we both would have suffocated to death spiritually when you have a umbilical cord wrapped around your neck twice that means you were an empress in another life um interesting very old very old soul um and my mom manifested us like she had a whole ceremony it wasn't just like we were accidents like she had a whole ceremony and manifested the soul that she wanted to bring in for both me and my sister and she wanted me to have me on a full moon so she you know did the math to have that and um my, and she was going to do a vaginal birth um, on me. Like the doctor was like, we're going to do like natural birth and or like be back or whatever. And my mom was like, no, we need to do C-section. And um, she was like, okay, you know, like I'm going to listen to you because you're the, you're the, um, you're the, you're the mom, you know, <laughs> and, did. and 
my mom's my mom just told me the story the other day and she was like you know they were gabbing like they were just two like female doctors gabbing away and she said all of a sudden um my mom got really nauseous and like had to leave her body um because she felt like really sick like they could feel her like tugging really hard on her stomach Mm -hmm. and and then immediately the women went silent and my mom like and they were like they said oh don't worry we'll get her and my mom like popped back in her body and was like oh no like what do you mean you'll get her like she's back (laughs) and um and yeah and like they were tugging and tugging and tugging I literally was resisting for eight minutes to not like I was not I was not gonna I purposely waited I would come in as a divine soul which I find that is something I would definitely do like soul (laughs) level like yes like I would definitely do that (laughs) which is so funny to me but um but yeah that's something really interesting that um I don't know like not many people talk about like the birthing process and like a uh, significant significance significances during it um but that was very significant for this life that's so cool I mean, that makes me want to go back and talk to my mom and just get every single detail about my birth and then try and figure out what it means I had no idea that the umbilical cord wrapped twice means that you were an empress um yeah. So, okay, question now, because we've talked a lot about past lives. How, A, how many have you had? Because I remember you said, in, like, before when we were in Mexico that this is, I think, your last one. And then, B, how did this information come to you? Like, how do you know what your past lives were? Did you have to go through regression? Or is it just, like, like how do you receive that info? So, my dreams are premonitions. And sometimes I get heavy flashbacks of... um my past lives and this would happen like my whole life and it still happens so like I don't know how many past lives I've had mm-hmm. I've had too many to count um like sometimes when I meet someone when I meet somebody that I've met I honestly believe most people that I meet are from a past life but when I meet somebody that was really important in a past life that we had like a lot of karma or like we were in love or like you know whatever it is um like a major connection I have a dream about them the day I meet them and it always happens like I not always it's rare actually it doesn't happen all the time um but when it happens like I know that that was somebody that was really significant in past life and I have a lot of healing I need to do with them in this life and so yeah like it all happens in my dreams and my dreams to me are as real as it gets um sometimes when I come back from a dream I'm like oh my gosh there's no way that I'm here right now like <laughs> no way like and sometimes it's just kind of like oh like that's so crazy because it, it feels so real to me. Like, um, cause you're in the higher dimensions and you're with your higher. Um, I literally have time traveled so many times in my dreams and, um, yeah, it all happens in my dreams. And I wish I knew how many past lives I've had, but I know that I've been, um, a male more times than I've been a female. And I actually was going to be a male in this life, but last minute I changed to female. I was going to, I was on the uh when they did my um what is it called when they were like finding out my gender yeah um boy and I was going to be named Christian and um because my name's Christina Christina and uh last minute all of a sudden I was a girl so um I I needed to be a female to um I don't know like heal some masculine energy I guess because I was a really awful like a really awful king in some lives like, <laughs> really awful like I would get really bad flashbacks of that when I was little and I would um just be really traumatized because I 
but then my mom would explain like what that was and like why I was mm-hmm. going through that um because it was me like I I knew it was me and um I also was a really good king like I also did really good things and I also like I even was like I was carried on those things in like Middle Eastern like mm-hmm. Middle East royal royalty and stuff like back in the day like I literally remember being carried on those things and um that's why my dad always carried me growing up because I would always want to be carried but anyways um yeah that's I still am learning more about my past lives as I get older um because I don't I don't know how many I've had that's so cool do you know so I know you said you were royalty a lot like do you know the names of who you were like is it anyone that we would actually know or if you don't feel comfortable sharing you don't have to I'm just so curious well, I mean, I wouldn't want to share the bad ones, but um, I, <laughs> I'd i have to go deeper into it because I I had those at such a young age that I um, kind of like was traumatized by it and then like pushed it, would push it away. Like I didn't want to go deeper on it. Didn't want to know who I was. Right. <laughs> and like, oh, like also a lot of people don't know that um, you have the same spirit guides throughout every single life. Like they, mm-hmm. they go about everything and um that's why when you connect with them, you can really connect with them because they know you better than anyone. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they are, they are like kind of a part of you. So, um, yeah, th- they've also helped me a lot when it comes to past lives and like healing trauma from those, because I've caused a lot of trauma to myself and also a lot of trauma to others that I've had to, you know, deal with at such a young age, but it, it's helped me a lot because I dealed with it at such a young age. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I um, So I got my Reiki master certification last week. And in it, we did a meditation like when I was going through the attunement. And I met up with one of my spirit guides who's come to me a few times. This is like my third, his, his third or fourth time coming to me. And I just was asking him so many questions. And I was like, I was trying to figure out like who he actually was because he appeared who's appearing to me as a human with the name Henry. And I'm like, obviously that's not your real name. Like, you know, like, what are you? And he was Pleiadian, but he wouldn't tell me his name and he wouldn't show me his like Pleiadian body, you know, like he just was being human for some reason. He was like, no, now's not the time. Like when the time is right. But I just think it's so interesting now because a, I'm Syrian um, as we've talked about. So we can talk about star seats after because people now are probably like, what the heck are these words? Um, <laughs> but I think it's interesting that like one of my spirit guides is Pleiadian. And then I also recently have been feeling a really deep connection to Mintaken. So I'm wondering if I had, like, if I've, like, journeyed through multiple, like, on Mintaken, Syrian, maybe Pleiadian at some point right before I came here. Because I know people go to um, Pleiades, I think that's how you say it, before coming to Earth because they're the most human-like. And that's just so interesting. Spirit guides are so interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're very powerful. Like, uh, they're, like, I'm the most connected to angels. Angels is, ah. like... I- so much about angels and um like angels in my name so i know how to i've been able to communicate with them since i was three years old and um i yeah like i don't know like somebody told me the other day that they think they're an angel reincarnated and they actually have an archangel name and Ooh. i was like i was like first off an angel would never do that an angel um most angels haven't even been human, so there's no way that they would just all of a sudden like decide, oh, I need to be human. Um, they're way they they wouldn't understand. They were like they straight up would not be able to go through this experience because they're so much higher than us. Like they're so much um like I don't even know how to explain it. Like they're they're so divine. They can help millions and millions of people at the same time. Um and that's like the most amazing thing about them is that they 
they help all of us so much and that's why they wouldn't reincarnate into a body because they wouldn't be able to help as many people if they um were in a human body because they'd be limited um interesting they would probably have you know some kind of superpower of some sort but i mean i don't i i know for a fact he's not angel (laughs) very powerful soul and where he's from um he was Octurian, and I haven't ever met an Octurian. He was the first one I came across, and he's, like, very intimidating. But, yeah, anyways, starseeds. <laughs> That's so interesting. Okay, well, now I'm curious what the difference between an angel is versus, like, a spirit guide versus a starseed versus an indigo child. Like, like where, like, how are the angels different? Where do they come from? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's actually really interesting. Somebody asked me one time, um, like, because I was telling them they're spirit guides and they had a lot of angels. And I was, um, I was like telling them how they can communicate with them and stuff. And they were like, wait, I thought angels were from the Bible. And I was like, they were way before the Bible. They were before everything. So uh, we, there is no, uh, like my brain can't comprehend where they're from because they've been here before time even started. They've been here before earth was even, you know, here. So that's why they're so powerful because they're like the most ancient um, energy and um, people that don't believe in angels are extremely disconnected from a lot of divine power because angels are so healing and so divine in so many different ways. Cause there's an angel for literally everything. And that there's a reason why there's an angel for everything because they, they, they are everything. And, um, yeah, like I when I asked my dad that, I was like, Dad, I was like, I was like, do you know where angels came from? And he was like, he's like, Angela, they they've been here longer than anything. And I was like, I was like, and he was like, and he was like, you know, uh, star seeds. He's like, that wasn't the beginning. There was a beginning before that, but we're not supposed to comprehend that yet. He wow. said, I know. And I was like, wow, no one no one talks about the beginning before the seed. You know, mm-hmm. what was were we then? <laughs> you know. It's very interesting. Our brains cannot comprehend it because we're supposed to be in this experience and we're supposed to, that's why we forget who we are. That's why we forget what we are because um, we're supposed to relearn it. We're supposed to gain our power back and um, not get lost in all the distractions and sauce because that's why earth is so hard because there's so many distractions everywhere. And once you pull, pull away from the distractions, which is not easy, once you pull away, you tap into yourself. And once you tap into yourself, you remember a lot. That's so interesting. Oh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like every time I get on these topics, I'm just like, my brain just kind of is blown every time. It's so interesting to me. And I feel like there's just so much out there to learn that we don't understand that we can be exploring. And it's, I just find it so exciting. Um, So, okay, you guys, Angela has this talent, this gift that she can literally look at people and see like their soul, their history, their future, everything about them. And then whether or not they're a starseed, where they come from. I, it's so interesting to me. And when I was with her in Mexico, she gave me like just a very quick synopsis of like a couple past life things, as well as my star family, where I came from, which was super validating for me. So thank you. Um, But I am so curious, how, how does that information come through to you? And when did that start? Okay. So, um, for me, it's just knowing. And, um, that was like my first thing growing up was I just started to know things and, um, like I wouldn't have to think it would just be in my head. Um, and I, that's the best way I can describe it is that like, they're just downloads. I, I get flooded with information. When I look at somebody, I can either 
see their human body decide to like you know turn off the switch and not be so connected um because i didn't know how to turn off the switch for a while and i would always struggle with seeing everything and i would be like oh my god your intentions are awful you know like, <laughs> you're not you're not gonna be a good person to me you know like i already know and um but then i like turned it off and i was like you know what i need to um i need to not like always be so focused on that because people can change and people can you know um learn from their mistakes and uh like it all started like i mean meditation really uh boosted a lot of information for me and um kind of like a portal for me meditation because i meditate in all sorts of different ways like i don't just meditate with my eyes closed i do all sorts of different kinds of meditation because um i've learned that you can meditate doing anything yeah and um yeah and then when it comes to uh when i read people i can either decide to see what i'm looking at like see everything see them for who they really are and take away all this and um sometimes it can be a lot and so i don't like to do that often unless i'm um getting paid to do it because i like some people when they know me they're like oh my gosh can you read me or and i'm just like okay like yes um but it does take me energy to do it and it does take me um just sometimes it can be mentally like a lot because I get a lot of information on somebody and sometimes it can be really negative and sometimes it can be really positive because some people have negative spirit guides would you would you tell them if it was negative or would you keep that to yourself uh so before I read anyone I have to ask their higher self for permission just like you have to ask before you do Reiki that's why I absolutely hate it when I go on TikTok and people are like doing Reiki and like not even asking for my permission because I don't know who they are I don't know like what, yeah. what are you doing <laughs> throws me off I'm like whoa um but yeah so like it's the same thing when you give readings like I always have to ask um their higher self like is it okay if I give them this information are they ready for this information um sometimes I'm they stop me like divine literally says stop talking mm. and so I know when to stop um because sometimes information can trigger something or sometimes information can um, just like be too much at once. So I, I always listen, you know, when I when I'm saying too much or when I need to stop. And um, that helps me a lot because I feel like a lot of people either are really in touch with that or not in touch with that at all. And it's really important when you do readings to be in touch with that, because if you're not, yeah, <laughs> you're because <laughs> a lot of issues. I was actually going to ask you if you can turn it on and off because that's something that I think like if you couldn't would be so draining and there would just be it would be like a million voices inside your head all the time of just like information being thrown at you. Well, that's what people call spiritual psychosis. Mm, interesting. Don't roll it. And um, that's when people have the biggest awakening. And like I see a lot on social media talking about spiritual psychosis and how like it's a mental illness and stuff. It's not like, you know, something that's like evolving and ascension like it just blows my mind that people are so close-minded that they don't want to see the truth and they are in denial of the truth and it's like if you experience spiritual psychosis you know exactly what I'm talking about because like I've experienced it where I thought I was going crazy at one point because so much was going on at once and I couldn't handle it and I would have some really negative voices and I'd have some really positive voices Um, but I had so many attachments because of the people I was around. I wouldn't put up protection. I, um, would smoke weed and those are all portals. Mm -hmm. People are, and, um, 
substances, plants, herbs are all portals. There's portals everywhere that people don't see. But I literally have experienced so many different kinds of entities. Um, oh my gosh. Also, speaking on that, I, I this house is on an energetic portal. My yes, parents, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, about that. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to get out of this house because it's so annoying. <laughs> but um, it has taught me a lot about entities. I have like certain names for different entities that I've come across because I come across them often when I meet people and stuff. Um, but this house, it's on the the left side, and um, but when you're outside the house, it's on the right side. But not for me, it's the left right now. And my room is on that side. My room is like right next to this one, and um. Yeah. And my parents tried closing it when they first bought the house many times. Like they are, they're very wise when it comes to that stuff. Like they can clear entities, they can clear places, they can clear objects and people without even knowing the person. They just need to know certain information about the person so that they do that, so that they're doing it on the right soul. But when they did it on this house, they noticed like a, like a bounce back. Like it wouldn't, it would resistance like it's an ancient ancient portal that is on this house wow. that can be closed and um uh yeah and so basically growing up I couldn't sleep alone until I was 14 years old because entities were either possessing me giving me sleep paralysis like straight up like sexually assaulting me or um so many things actually I I can't even go into every single thing but I've I met angels at a really young age. I met, you know, demons, lesser demons, talker stalkers, hitchhiker spirits. Those are, I, those are like the names I, I created for them. And, um, you know, some are harmless. I've even come across poltergeists, which are stronger than demons. And um, those, oh my God, those are awful. Um, oh my gosh, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> um, but something I really learned growing up is that, because um, I was scared. I was scared shitless growing up. Like, that's why I couldn't sleep alone because, like, there was always something under my bed. There was always something, like, on top of me. When I say, like, a, an entity is sexually assaulting me, like, straight up, there was an entity. When I was really little, I didn't know what was happening because I d- wasn't aware, obviously, of, of, like, you know, sexual stuff. And there was an entity that literally put so much pressure on me and it was, like, literally dominating me. Like, I had no power. Like, it couldn't move. And it was literally just pressing on me and, like, pressing on my stomach, pressing on my chest. And it was, like the worst feeling I have ever felt and my mom has gone through that too so when she told when I told about that um she told me about her experience and I was like oh my god I got sexually assaulted by an entity <laughs> like what that's disgusting like oh my gosh like you'd be surprised like they're very conscious of what they're doing some entities are not as conscious because some of them are stuck on earth um due to karma or um Sometimes they don't want to go to the other side, which I don't know who would not want to go to the other side because earth is not fun when you're not on it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I experienced a lot of different energies. And what I learned is that they cannot hurt you unless you fear them. They cannot hurt you. They cannot touch you. They cannot do anything to you. I mean, except poltergeist. Poltergeist can do whatever they want. Um, But demons and stuff, they cannot hurt you. All they are is lower vibrational energy. And if you give them any of your energy at all, fear, acknowledgement, um, if you talk to them, anything, um, that gives them your power. And all they need is your power to survive. All they need is your energy to survive. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually heard something. I can't I can't remember the exact specifics of it, but someone had asked if if they feed off of our energy why do they keep us in a low place where we don't have as much of it? Why not let us get um, to like a higher vibrational state and then feed off of us? 
And the person who answered the question said that they can't, like once we reach that state, we're so closed off to them that they can't even access us. So they need to keep us in the lower vibrational frequencies to actually be able to access our energy. So that's like, it just reminded me of what you said. So interesting. And that's the fear, the anxiety, the, you know, like, oh my God, like what's going on? You know, like that, they love that. It gives them the most power out of anything. And I was like that as a kid because I, I, they were scary. <laughs> I could see them. They were really scary. And um, I can still see them. That is something that I uh, sometimes wish I didn't have. I wish I couldn't see them because some of them are fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and just like monster looking, like, like like the movies honestly like the movies it's crazy how real movies are um because if you think of the word television mm. tell a vision and um interesting i never thought about that yeah all everything on those screens is programming us certain things in our brain everything has hidden subliminal messages like for example how like stranger things was inspired by cern you know and mm. um it's very real they wanted us to they wanted us to experience it but they didn't want us to think that it was actually real so they made it into a movie you know they don't want us to actually know what's really going on but they'll give us little hints here and there you know get throw us off track make us a little scared you know um (laughs) out at some point um but yeah yeah that's so interesting and like i just when you said that there it's like the things on the movies they probably have people like you who've experienced them who can give guidance on what they look like. And and I, that's probably why it becomes so realistic. Yeah, like I would watch horror movies growing up and I don't know why I did that to myself because it would make it so much worse. Like I, uh, oh my God, like the nights I would watch the horror movies was the nights that I would experience the horror in the movies. Oh, and, geez. And it was so bad. Like I, I got to the point where I was like, I can never watch a horror movie again because I am so, too sensitive to it. And because I'm so aware of those things that I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> it was. So when I was younger, I used to love horror movies. Like I saw it was like my favorite movie. I would like laugh through it. I don't know why. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what kind of age it was. It might've been in like grade 10 ish. There was just like a switch in me and I could like, I could not do it. I, I even still now like CSI creeps me the fuck out. And that's like a TV show. Like I just can't do anything. That's a little bit eerie. Even you that show you couldn't watch it and I'm like I just I'm so energetically repelled from anything that's like a little bit scary or like creepy or anything like that I don't know what happened where like what made that switch go yeah I can't do it anymore yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy how you uh like can transform that much or ascend that much to a new a new version of yourself because I relate to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's wild okay so I think we kind of skipped over the starseed bit. <laughs> so oh. just just to clarify for the people listening who don't know what they are, um, maybe we should just explain what exactly a starseed is so that they, yeah. they can get a better understanding. Yeah. So from my understanding, what my parents have um, explained to me is that um, our starseed is when we first uh, were manifested into a physical reality like a physical body, a physical, uh, you know, experience. Um, so we weren't just energy. We weren't just infinite. We were limited. Um, but I honestly believe our first life, we had a lot of different things that are not in this human experience. Um, and it's really interesting because I honestly think there are star seeds that no one knows about and no one talks about because there's sometimes across people where I'm like, I know where you're from, but I 
don't know what you're from and I need to figure out what you're called because it's bothering me. <laughs> um, it's happened a few times. Um, and um, there's some information like online that is either like really accurate or really not accurate. And there's also um, some starseeds that have a lot more information that you can find and like some information on starseeds like you can't find at all. Like for example, yeah. my starseed is really hard to find information on. Um, like I, I can find like I found one YouTube video and just like one website like that had a woman that like had downloads on it. And I like cried when I first read it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like I've never felt so understood like ever, because this is, this is what I experienced. Mm. And what are you again? I'm Artuvian. So Artuvian. it's Mint- been, um, Artuvian and talking they're the same thing. Um, Artuvia was the planet and Mintaka was the moon, but sometimes people just like call, like, I don't, ah. I'm like, yeah my dad says they're like they're the same thing but i'm i for some reason i think there's more on that okay like i have I, I have a tiktok to send you this guy goes through all the different yeah. star seeds and that's when i was listening to them and realized that i was like deeply connected to mintalkin also so mm-hmm. i'll send it to you because i don't maybe it's information you have but maybe not because if you say it's rare to find then yeah i mean it's just hard to find it's not necessarily rare but it's just like uh the only people that will share information on it are the people that have gotten downloads on it or like gone into the Akashic records and remembered all the information. Um, but other than that, like there's no information, but the most common uh, are Palladians. Yeah. So um, just to, just as like a background, a star seed basically is people who have re- reincarnated on the earth that are from different galaxies in the universe. So they don't originate in human form. They're from different planets, different areas. Um, and they come to earth to kind of help, help everyone ascend and just like raise the vibration of the planet. So. Yeah. And there also is a, there is a, a star seed from earth and it's called an earther. And those Ooh. are people that understand things outside of earth. They cannot understand that we are, um, so much more than just this experience but uh it's because that they they're they aren't you know they are just this experience and um it can be depending on the person like some people have a really hard time with that information if they are an earther they don't want to know they don't want to hear it um because they they don't they don't understand that stuff and they're not supposed to understand it um but i have i have come across some of those too that's so interesting. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's so cool. I feel like that explains a lot because there's, I mean, I can't, I can't tell where people are from when I like the same way you can, but I feel like I have some friends where like anytime I try and talk about anything like this, they're just, it's like talking to a brick wall. Like they just do not comprehend. They just don't understand. They just don't, they have no belief that it can be possible. And I feel like that's, that might be the the earth vibe. <laughs> yeah, no or the, the either earther or they uh, haven't awakened to it yet like they're not ready for it um but the ones that are earthers are like really scared to die and really like they don't understand what this is and why they're here and they um they they just have a really hard time understanding but i've, I've really learned in this experience that we're not here to understand we're here to um be ourselves our most authentic selves unapologetically and everything will just align for us. But if we try to understand every single thing, like it's impossible to understand everything. There's no one in this world that can understand every single thing down to the detail because we are such infinite beings. Um, like I said, you know, I do believe that not all of us are 100% infinite because that's just how some of us were made. And um, 
we have to have balance, you know, not all of us can be the exact same thing. But I also feel that they can reach that point if they want to, you know, like they can be infinite if they want to. So somebody that's an earther, if they don't want to, um, you know, keep going through that experience, because sometimes earthers go through the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, um, because they're not learning. They're not learning the lesson of earth. And um, but I feel that, you know, I have seen some earthers evolve, um, but <laughs> They have to do it all themselves. They cannot, no one can help them. Um, and that's like really hard, you know, doing that all by yourself and not knowing anything um, but yourself. Um, but yeah. if that, I haven't, most earthers don't want to do that, but it's possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even knowing that there's more and still trying to, to learn and ascend is hard enough. So I can imagine how much harder it would be if you like didn't believe in it or were scared to believe in it. So yeah. And especially if you have to do it on your own, you can't have help. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, I, I believe that we all choose this life, you know, like there's a list of souls that are waiting to come to earth. And um, that is what, that is what I always remind myself, you know, I need to take advantage of every single day to the best of my ability. Like I'm dying, you know, like I, I have taken my last breath because um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to come back here um, because I don't necessarily want to. And I also, I have other things I need to do and um, that's all I know. And I feel that so many people are so unaware. They like take advantage of this experience and then they just keep coming back and they keep forgetting until the point where they like have been here so many times that they're like, Oh my God. Okay. Wait, what is all this? Where am I from? Why am I here? You know, that's when people start really questioning every single thing, that's when they're starting to awaken and that's when they're actually starting to do the work do the work of what it all this is, you know, cause this, this is all just school. We're all just learning and all learning in our own ways and learning about different things. And um, that's the beauty in all of it is that we all are on our own path alone, but some people, you know, can come pitch in and like come help us and stuff. But in reality, you know, we come this earth, we come in this earth alone and we leave this earth alone. So it's like, no matter what, you're not going to have somebody, you know, dying with you. You're going to be dying. You're going to experience death alone. And um, that's the most beautiful thing to me about it is that like, I, I need to learn how to sit with myself and not rely on anyone or depend on anyone because all I have is me and all I can depend on is me. And that's something that has been really hard for me because I, I love people. <laughs> I love people and cutting people off really opened me up to so much more. And I feel like a lot of people are scared to do that nowadays because they're attached to so many things. They're attached to their phone. They're attached to social media. They're attached to nicotine. They're attached to weed. You know, it's like they have so many attachments that they can't even, they can't even think about being alone or being with themselves and, you know, not being so distracted by everything. But yeah. Yeah. No, cutting, cutting people off is one of the harder things to do, especially because setting a boundary for yourself can be so difficult for people. And sometimes the boundary means losing someone and they don't want to lose someone. So then they go back into the people pleasing or whatever it is. And it's, it's just a cycle because they don't want to let go. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's one of the, the hardest things that I've been through on this journey as well is just losing those friendships or those people. But I always, I always say that on like on this journey it is you it's you doing it alone and there's people that come into your life to help you and people that come into your life to teach you and the ones that teach you generally are there for a little blip and then they leave because your lesson's been learned and so that's kind of how I try to look at it now and it it makes it a little easier <laughs> yeah no definitely like I yeah 
for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about auras because this is something that I'm just so obsessed with. And I yeah. know that you can see them. So are auras something that you were able to see from three as well? Or is that something that developed over time? Yes. Yeah, so it was a long journey for me. So I started being able to see them when I was three. Um, I started talking about them to people when I was like six, like when I was in like first grade, I believe. And um, that's when I started shutting it down because I uh, was getting shut down. Um, by everyone around me except my parents my parents were like no Angela yes root rooting you know go Angela like you can see auras like they were like they thought it was so cool because they couldn't see auras mm -hmm. um I could always see like uh people's deepest wounds you know when I was six years old I would tell people about like things they needed to work on that was holding them back and um it was like my mom's friends my dad's friends so it's like I wouldn't be talking to anyone my age but then I would want to talk about it with people my age and so I would talk about it and the kids would just like so out of touch <laughs> I was like I was like oh my god I'm crazy like am I crazy like is this real like I was so confused and then yeah. so I completely shut it off and lost touch with auras for a while and then um when I was 13 years old my mom was like Angela like when was the last time you read an aura and I was like I was like I don't know freaking years 20 years and she was like oh my gosh she was like I want you to go to this aura class and she's like, I want you to get back in touch with that side of yourself. And I was like, okay, like, I think I'm ready, you know, because um, I was just scared because I was like, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's been so long that I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know if what I was doing was real at this mm -hmm. point. And uh, yeah, and I, I read Auras for the first time in <laughs> years. And um, we had, it was only like four people in the class. And the the woman was like, she would teach people. She'd go like travel and like teach people how to read Auras. And um and there was like only four people like I said and we would like read each other's aura so we'd like switch out and there was this like black drop that she had that would help like contrast so you could uh like see their energy more so there's not any like distractions or other colors um and I I remember the first girl I read I picked up on her dead parents and she like immediately broke down and I was like I was like uh like really like I was like so focused that I, I couldn't really see that she was breaking down because I was like in like another dimension, you know, and I was just like, oh, uh, like your mom, she like, you know, is saying sorry, like she's sorry she didn't uh, be a better mom and like all this stuff. And she, her mom was just talking to me and her dad was talking to me and I was just saying what they were saying. And she just like literally like broke down and like left and went to the bathroom like she and oh, I was just like, bless her. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, no, like I did I say too much. Yes, I said too much. <laughs> I didn't know when to stop because I, I wasn't um, in tune with that part yet. But that's the whole part, point of practicing. And um, yeah, so then and at, at first, I like when I was really little, I could see multiple layers, not just one. And um, when I first started again, I could only see a few layers, like not that many. And um, there are seven total and they're connected to each of our energy centers in our body. So all of our chakras mm -hmm. and. Um, yeah, and like I remember just reading everybody so spot on. I I was getting emotional. I was like, oh my god, I'm finally like being myself again. Like this is real. This is real. Aww. Um, and yeah, and like I would explain, you know, why I like got out of touch, and she was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's actually very common for people that read auras because a lot of people are out of touch and they'll project that onto you, and then you'll think that that you're the problem. Um, and I was such an empath. I'm such an empath that I literally thought like 
there's something wrong with me because people were telling me like girl you're crazy like what do you mean colors like what do you do you need i you need glasses like what do you mean like girl and i was like i was like oh my god like and i did get glasses because i honestly think that that manifested like me thinking that i was like blind or like I, something was wrong with me and um eventually my eyes healed like once i was a little bit older i uh have 2020 eyesight now amazing um, but i had like really awful glasses my whole life <laughs> Not my whole- throughout uh up until uh seventh grade i had glasses um which is when i started reading auras again um so it's almost like during when i shut off auras dang i never even realized this actually when i shut off auras i like almost was putting a lens over myself so i literally couldn't see that's wow. so that oh my gosh wow that's really amazing but because i download um, <laughs> yeah whoa <laughs> Well, because I just connected that in my brain. Wow. But yeah, and auras, like, it's so different for everyone. Like, some people have very vibrant auras. Some people have very, like, foggy-looking auras. Some people have um, more colors than others. Some people have uh, one color, and it, like, fades into different, um, different like, shades Thanks. of it. Yeah, and um, something I've really learned is that not every color means the same thing. And if you were to look up, you know, uh, violet or, like, bright violet like you know vibrant violet aura color like you can't find anything on it um they only have the basic colors and what it means there's so much more than just the basic colors from what i see and i feel everybody that reads auras sees something different so not everybody sees the same um and i have taught multiple people how to read them and um it's very interesting you know how other people interpret them and how other people experience them because when i taught people um i would have them read me and I would see what they pick up on and see, and I project my aura onto them, like, you know, like literally like throwing it at them. And yeah. so, you know, give them all the energy that they could possibly have to see what they pick up on. And just so interesting how all of us are so different, but so similar. And we all are capable of doing that, but in our own way. Can you, so like if you're reading two different people and they both have the color green, for example, would that mean the same thing on both of them? Or does the meaning of the color depend on the person and their energy? So it depends. I have come across people where the colors do mean very similar things. And like, um, like, so everybody has a core color and it, the core color is a color you are most of the time. And um, for me, it's like a whitish lilac. And um, yeah. And then like, and you can't look that up on like, no one knows what that is unless I like, <laughs> out. like I ask, I ask, you know, what, what does this mean to this person? And um, yeah. So it can mean the same thing, but it also can mean some, something completely different. Um, just depends. True. That's interesting. I have, I, um, I have a really random question. I'm just curious. So you mentioned before that people who had the COVID vaccination had like a bit of a glitchy aura. Yeah. So um, is mine still glitching out of curiosity? Oh, you are probably the most vibrant up. right now. Can like, I tell I have- you? Can I tell you something? So it's not glitching. No. Okay. So I have been working to energetically remove the vaccine from people. And I was just, I did it to myself and I've done it for my family. And I was so curious to see whether or not you could actually, like, if it worked. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I don't saw before. That's, and that, that's really amazing because I do believe that you can um, remove it because it's, it's energy. The, what was put into you was a lot of energy and was, um, you know, manufactured to do a certain thing and to, create a certain thing and um 
you can reverse it. If you're that aware of it, you can reverse it. And um, I'm very proud of you because I haven't seen anyone do that. Like I haven't seen anyone like put in work to do that. And um, right when I saw you, I was kind of like, whoa, like what's she been doing? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. But um, yeah, I should have said that in the beginning, but. Oh, that's so cool that you can, oh, okay. That's like very validating for me. Cause I know how, like I, I said to one of my friends and back when I was in London, that I was doing it and she was like, I'd be interested to like, see if there's like a scientific way to prove that it actually worked or not, because you obviously can't physically remove the things from your system. And I was like, yeah, but it's all energy. So if you like are removing the energy or deactivating the like active part of it, then it'll just be gone, you know? So, uh, and if you don't believe that you can, then you won't be able to. Um, but yeah, you right now you're super green and yellow. <laughs> like you're oh. vibrating green right now. That's so interesting. Okay, wait. So what does green mean? Wait. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. The whole screen. Like I honestly didn't even notice until we started talking about auras. Um, I noticed when we first got on the call, but then I kind of like you know tuned it out. Um, but your whole your whole like the whole screen is like green. <laughs> like that's so cool. Or is a lot bigger than it was before too. Um, which means you're becoming more in tune with yourself. Yeah, I um I've been reading the Pleiadian workbook, if you know what book that is. And they there's like a grounding practice in there. And then it's it's basically to act like to learn how to activate their energy, their light codes. So I've been doing it, but there's a meditation slash like energy guidance in there on how to like reshape and balance your aura. And so I've like done that a few times because it's, they're like, if it's too big, it's bad. If it's too small, it's bad. Like have it be like two to three feet around you. So I'm like, okay. And so that's what I've been trying to do. So I guess it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, for you right now, I honestly feel your heart chakra is super open. I feel like your heart has been healing a lot. So you're just vibrating a lot of love and a lot of um, abundance and so many different ways, like spiritually, physically, emotionally, and um, every way possible. <laughs> like that's, that's what I feel from it. And that's what I interpret from it is just bliss, <laughs> pure bliss. You're going through a lot of transformation, but also, yeah. um, you're going through a lot of transformation, but you're also relearning information. That's what I heard. <laughs> Interesting. You know, what's funny is that just before this, I filmed the first episode for like season one or sorry for season two of this and I talk about change and like learning or like how to understand when you're living at peace and literally the move from like London to Toronto I just felt like so peaceful so blissful I wasn't sad I wasn't excited it was just like a very calm like knowing of like this is the right move and I felt so at peace with it so it's interesting that you're literally saying that's what you're reading from it that's so cool yeah I love that um okay and then the last thing I want to talk about, which I like, I cannot freaking wait to hear this story. So you guys, when we were in Mexico, we did a medicine called Bufo, which is basically um, like a serum is so the wrong word, but like a liquid that the Bufo frog um, releases naturally. And I guess shamans will go and just take the Bufo from the frogs. Like it's very safe. It's not harmful at all. They naturally excrete it and they just kind of like scoop it up. Um, But it's very, very difficult to do because you have to like, A, get the the toads, the frogs to like be with you and then feel comfortable enough to excrete it and then let you take it. It's like a very, very magical, energetical like process. Um, so the shaman was telling us about it and Angela was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to do this thing. 
and she freaking did it. So can you please tell us the story of how that happened? Because I, my mind is blown. <laughs> yeah. So um, I felt super connected to that medicine. Like I um, like it's the most potent, most authentic form of 5-MeO-DMT you can get. And it's from Mother Earth. So it's like, that's the most that I trust that more than anything, you know, and after my experience, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not done with this medicine. Like this medicine has more to teach me. This medicine has more to show me. And I got I got the changa that like they made, you know, but I also was like, I knew I knew that I was connected to Bufo. I just I knew. And so I went and he said, I said, where are these toads? And he said, in Arizona and Mexico and like sometimes Colorado. And I was like, no wonder they're in Arizona. You know, it's meant to be. And so I was, <laughs> I, I go out in the desert, like in the middle of nowhere. And, um, oh my God, there's oh so many bugs everywhere. But anyways, I like sat down and I um, meditated and I was like singing and like there, I could see every single star. Like I could almost see the Milky Way. It was so beautiful because there wasn't, there wasn't like city lights. And, like, I love every- that beautiful and I was like looking up before I started and I was just like whoa like and I was setting my intention like my intention is to um connect with these frogs and to give my energy to these frogs and um take some energy from them but not I didn't want to just be taking like that didn't feel right um so I was like I want to give them my energy and my love and my abundance I actually brought a few insects with me um Mm. that like I did some research on that. I was like, okay, like what, what do they eat? You know, like, what do they like? And I went to this like insect store because I have reptiles. So like, I know a lot about um, like insects. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get this, this and this. And I like had all these insects with me and um, to like give back to them. So it just didn't feel right. Uh, taking from them. Yeah. Um, without like an energy exchange. Cause I'm, that's like very powerful medicine that I'd be taking. And I want to give them something in return to rejuvenate. Um, and so I was meditating in my intentions and I was just manifesting, visioning me and these frogs. And I started chanting like stuff I've never chanted before. Um, I was in like a very meditative state, but a state I've never been in. And um, I was channeling something really ancient um, vocals that I didn't know I could do. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I was kind of like, I was kind of getting like discouraged because I was like, where are these frogs? <laughs> and so yeah. like, stopped and I was just like, I was like, okay, maybe not, maybe it's not meant to be. And so then I like, I'm going in my car. Like I'm like going to leave. And all of a sudden, before I get in my car, I hear a ribbit and I turn around and it's a bunch of frogs everywhere. Oh my and God. I wish I would have gotten it on camera, but I think it would have ruined the experience because they wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have kept coming towards me if there's a light flashing in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Record it. Then I was like, no, no, don't record it. It might mess it up. So I just like started singing, like started chanting whatever I was chanting, and because um, I still don't know what that was really, I have to figure that out. It but, was just um, like channeled in the moment. Yeah, it was like it was some kind of like energy that I. I know like I've been that before or like something and I was bringing it back into the now and yeah and so then these frogs were coming at me and I, I just picked them up you know like they were just let me grab them and I just grabbed them and they were like this big you know so nothing crazy there was ones that were like this big like the oh big, I could tell which ones are girls and boys it was really cool and um I don't have much experience with frogs like I don't know what and um yeah and like I don't know how to extract DMT from them either so I was like 
just going with my intuition and just going with the flow. And I, you know, pick all these books up and I just know exactly what to do. And um, I did it all by myself. So he literally said, like, you hold the piece of glass over and you extract it. And he said, you can either like, um, like rub their, rub their, uh, their back, or you can like squeeze the, squeeze it out. And I was like, I tried rubbing their back and nothing happened. So I just squeezed it out, but I knew exactly like it was squeezing out. And I was just like, so I, like it was actually working. And um, I was about to cry the whole time. And I did about like 16 frogs, like a whole family of frogs. Oh my gosh. I, no, literally. And I have two things of glass that are like this big, like they're like this big, like, wait, like this big. And um, they just like have a bunch of like, secretion on them <laughs> and, and um it turns like a yellow color at first it's like milky and it turns it's now like a yellow color because i think it's dried up now and i also got the crack pipe to smoke it in but i have not done it yet um and i i really want my sister to journey me with it because she is super aware of shamanic energy and she um she has shamanic instruments so Ooh. i guide me through a journey um and I actually am planning on seeing Javi soon so <gasps> with Javi again if she's open to it um because I know she really likes that medicine as well um and it's really crazy the difference between like Bufo and Changa are so different like mm-hmm. I've Changa a few times and my experiences has been so amazing like I um uh, I microdosed it uh when CERN was going on, like all that energy was happening, I was like, I need to know more. Like I need to know the truth about CERN. So I um and I wasn't getting clear answers. So I was like, I need to like tap in and get clear answers. So I um I microdosed with it and um there was a shaman, like the shaman of the medicine. Like the shaman, like the original shaman literally um was coming to me and he had like feathers that were like spiraling and his face was in the center and I could see every wrinkle like I could see the wisdom like in every wrinkle like it was crazy oh my god I'm gonna it was, chill it was so crazy and I saw these feathers all over me and that he was uh touching my face and cleansing my energy before I got the information and it was just so beautiful and then I took another hit and then um like I got all the answers like I aliens were everywhere I was in I was in like the galactic and there was aliens coming at me there were spaceships and there was this gray alien that like came straight in my face and he was like looking at me like this and he was like trying to scare me and I was what are you doing like what do you want like what are you like stop was (laughs) it a gray like a literal gray yeah like he looked scared he had big ass eyes I could see my reflection in his eyes and he was kind of glitchy. He was like, a, it was almost like he was a projection. Like he wasn't actually there. And he was like, glitch, like trying to touch me. And um, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like hell no, you're not touching me. <laughs> and um, basically I, I kept asking during that experience because I was like trying to figure out like CERN. And um, I said, you know, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? And it basically, it didn't say anything, but I understood it. And it said, or it interpreted to me without speaking um, a language, it told me that we're coming through and we're coming through stronger than ever. And that means like all types of energy forces that um, we haven't had that much of on earth. Because I, I do believe that we've always had like all sorts of different things on earth. Um, but I have felt things stronger than I've ever have since Sir has been on. Um, no way. 
Yeah, and actually, you know how there's a portal on the side of my house? There was this enormous cactus that got um, knocked over right by my house, like literally right by the portal. And I, um, I took a picture of it, and there was an alien in the. And I posted it on my, I posted it on my story, and I was like, "Does anyone see this?" Because I saw a gray in the in the cactus, like it literally was it, it was in the cactus. Oh my and god! I'll send it to you after this if you want. And um, yeah. Like, what do uh, cactuses mean? Because I, I knew it was bad. Like, I knew uh, a cactus falling, like, that means something's bad. And um, it said they mean, they symbolize protection. And so that means whew, we got a lot of, a lot of things that are breaking down a lot of walls. And that that was my interpret interpretation of it. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I've been putting up more protection in my life that I didn't know I needed, but I really need it because of because of everything that has been going on and because I live on this like portal thing like so many things come through it especially with all this stuff going on with CERN and stuff like I've noticed such a shift with energy like I don't even know how to explain it but I have been so much more aware and protective of my energy because of how much stuff is going on that we cannot see with the eye or most people the eye um and when I take shrooms I literally I literally, every time, every time, I literally connect with aliens and like they talk to me. And it's like, it's sometimes like a little much because multiple of them come to me sometimes. And I like straight up, like from the clouds, like come down to me. And um, like they're hiding, they hide and then they like come down. And um, I've been with friends and do it. And like, I'm, I'm like, yo, like, do you see this? Or like, is this, is this just me right now? And they're like, they're not like spiritual. So they're like, like, what do you mean? Like, what? I'm just, like, wavelengths. <laughs> I'm just like we are on two different dimensions because I am seeing so much stuff right now that you are not seeing and I don't understand how everyone can't see this like I was just like blown away but um I've been more in contact with like aliens than I've ever been in my entire life since I've been back from the retreat which is really interesting that's so cool. well the retreat was also on an energy vortex so maybe doing ayahuasca on the energy vortex did something because i remember you said you looked at the shaman and you literally just saw white light so maybe that was like you connecting to like another realm wow oh my gosh oh my gosh that shaman was so amazing he was like i i remember one time i walked i walked up and i like started dancing with all my ancestors like straight up like i oh, so crazy i was dancing with all my ancestors look over and I just see the shaman but I didn't know it was the shaman because I didn't see it I didn't see his like physical body and I literally like like walked over and I was just like dancing and um I saw his inner child and I saw like his authentic and it was so pure like it was just pureness and I I like looked at him and I was like trying to like see who it was like if it was somebody like a girl or something I could tell and like and then it like hit me like my intuition was like oh that's the shaman like don't don't get any closer <laughs> like he's going through it too you know like um but he he was uh he was really like feeling a lot in the moment that I caught him so he was like really vulnerable um but it was really interesting but yeah that is so interesting and you mentioned the chunk is chunga the like the dmt that they made that was like the herbal packet yeah. okay so I got that too because I, they were like, it's a little more milder than like the Bufo. So maybe it'll be better for you. Because do you remember the reason I didn't do the Bufo was because I tried it twice before. Well, I did um, Bufo and then just DMT. And both times my body, like no matter how much it took, like it took nine hits and nothing, like absolutely nothing. So I bought it and I haven't had it yet. 
I don't know why I just like, I, I haven't really felt like aligned to, but I had a past life regression, um, which gave me more info on like confirmed some of the stuff you said, but gave me more clarity on it. And while I was doing that, she just became a channel with my guides and asked some questions for me. And I asked like, um, why does Bufo not work? Like, why can I not connect to DMT? Like what is going on? And they said to her that basically because I'm such an old soul, like it's my first incarnation on earth, but through my last lives, like the Egypt past life, I was one of the the spirit guides helping them build the pyramids and giving them the information. Like my, my past in outside of earth, I've been so powerful and such like a, a intense guide that the amount of knowledge I have in my soul would implode my human body. And I haven't matured yet to the point where I can actually hold the information. So they were trying to protect me by blocking it off because who takes nine hits of DMT and feels nothing? Like I was like, there must be a reason for this. Yeah. Cause, oh my gosh. Wow. I've been learning so much more about DMT and what it is and like what we experience when we're on it. And I figured out, you know, like from my experiences with it, it's life after death. And so if you're not ready to experience, you know, what you really are or why we're really here, you know, and the infiniteness of all that there is, um, I could totally see people getting like really suicidal because they're like, want to go back. You know, they want to go back to where they came from. They want to go back. Um, Cause it was honestly really hard for me to ground after the experience. I was like, Whoa, yeah. you know, but the Changa is a lot less intense than the Bufo, but um, uh, yeah. And that's really interesting. Like that totally makes sense. Like I knew you weren't ready for it and that's why um, it wasn't like, you were like, why, why? And it was, the answer was right there. Like you were just weren't supposed to feel it yet. Yeah. And yet, um, but it's such a, like that. this is what uh, Bufo is inspired by is life and death is the same thing. And um, when you die, like there's no such thing as dying. Like you, I mean, their physical being dies, but like are gone infinitely. And that's just so beautiful to me. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. It was a really cool reading. Oh, I do yes. I do hope that one day I can get there, but I apparently I have to mature my human vessel more, not in age, but in like I guess spiritual practices and in the healing and kind of reconnecting. So yeah, I'll get there eventually. But <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. I know I know you'll reach it eventually. Whenever it's meant to be, it will be. Yeah. Um that's so interesting. Okay. So I want, uh, I want to wrap this up because we've gone way over the, t- <laughs> the time. I'm so sorry, but it was just such a good conversation. Couldn't stop. Um, yeah. So you mentioned with the auras that you've taught a couple people to do them. Are these all, is everything we've talked about today, gifts that people can develop or are some of them ones you can kind of tap into and other ones not at all? So um, yes. So everybody has the ability to read auras because um I mean, I haven't met anyone that hasn't been able to. Um, I believe that we all can. Like, just like I believe that our beliefs shape our reality, you know? If you can't, if you say you can't, you you won't. If you say you can, you'll get there. Um, And when it comes to reading auras, it can be really frustrating at first because um, sometimes you only see one color and it's really faint. Or sometimes you don't even see a color, you feel it. And um, I've experienced this when I teach people, you know, it's really interesting how like what happens and some people um can like hear it like they hear the colors of the aura they hear and it's like very interesting um and then I feel you can develop strengths in all of those but everybody has one strength like they always have like one and mine is feeling like feeling and I guess also seeing so I guess I have two that are like really 
um, that are really like powerful for me. And um, yeah, and I feel that we can strengthen all of them. So like I've strengthened like noise, like hearing it, like audit. And um, it just takes practice. Like you have to stay consistent and you have to practice doing it. Otherwise you're not going to get to where you want to get with it because if you don't practice, you'll lose touch with it. And then um, you'll have to relearn it all over again. Um, but some, some people, it comes really easy to them where they, they just like tap into it once and they're like, Whoa, like I totally understand this. And I, I'm never going to tap out. And some people have to keep on pushing, 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 pushing until they like actually reach what they want to reach. Because I feel like everybody, when they think of auras, they, uh, like have a certain idea in their mind and I Mm -hmm. feel like it can come to life. Um, but you have to really work at it. And, um, it's as real as it gets, you know, like it's, it's so crazy. Like I I can't even describe some of the auras I've seen because um, I don't even know, like I see sacred geometry in some people. And I also see like um, like objects sometimes and like things. And it's just very interesting. And sometimes their spirit guides are straight up just like right there, like right on top of their head. And I can see the blocking, the blockages in their energy, like where um, needs more healing and like, needs to open and not like be yes. so like stuck um that's but yeah something... oh sorry go ahead you're good you're good I was gonna say that's something I've tapped into with Reiki so when I'm doing Reiki on people I just I don't even I'm like my eyes are shut the whole time and I'm just visualizing their chakras as the discs and I can see like when they're off balance or when they're literally just stuck and that's why I've been doing the energy clearing like it I'm somehow tuned in to actually just see that on them it's been really cool that's amazing yes I when I do Reiki it's so weird like I um I feel it like I feel it in my body I literally I did it for someone last night and when I went to um like I went from their root to their sacral and literally I started like I was about to cry like I just had this wave of like I need to cry for about five six seconds and then it went away but it was like the weirdest thing ever I was like I've never felt someone's energy pass through me like that before uh, and you have to be careful with that because uh, you have to release it you know you can't yeah. let it stay like that was something I struggled with when I first started is I wasn't going down I wasn't going from the top to the crown all the way down to the roots of the earth and because the, the earth helps release it and ground you when you're doing it and I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't grounding myself when I was doing it so I was having trouble releasing it um, but then I realized that that's what was going on and then I I, I honestly don't like doing Ricky that much but I will do it for some people, you know? Yeah. But, I really yeah. like it. I just, I don't yeah. know why I had the the intuition when I felt it to like shoot it up through my head through violet flame and then transmute it into like white sparkle. So. Oh my gosh. I'm hoping yeah. I released it. <laughs> but If you don't feel it, then I'm sure you released it because if you still feel it, that's when you know, like, oh, it's affecting you. Amazing. Okay. So I have five final just like ending questions but before that do you want to tell everyone um where they can find you and i know you have some services that you offer and some things that you sell so just plug yourself yeah so um my all my uh, social media is tiktok youtube uh instagram snapchat is <laughs> all sassies and it's s-a-s-s-e-a-z-e um it's just like what i like to go by on social media so that um so I like creeps can't find me and stuff. And I'm just like you know, kind of this mystery person because I don't like to have all my details on my social media. But um, yeah, and I uh, 
I offer all sorts of different readings. Some readings I do for people that are, are not on my re- website because, for example, like past life readings, not everybody is supposed to know their past lives. So I um, do not offer it. But if somebody comes to me, I will ask permission from their soul if they're ready. And if they're ready, I will I will give it to them. But if they're not, I won't give it to them. And um, like that's part of the laws of the universe. Like I can't go against it. But with doing this work, like I can't um, I can't go against it. Otherwise, it will hurt me. And I also offer like how to teach aura, like how to read auras. Um, but I'm actually like I took that off my website and I'm going to recreate something so much deeper um, because I've gotten so much more information on auras and like um, just like, oh, God, like I can't even like I'm actually creating like a whole guide um, to like each color and like the shades of the colors and like um how they can mean different things and how to tell like if it means something different for somebody and I'm just making it so much more detailed um and it'll be $33 once it's released but um there's also this book that this guy created that's called Touching the Veil that has been really um connecting me to so much more um it's also on my website um and it talks about so much stuff from fasting like how you can do spiritual fasting and um evolve really quickly and also heal any illness like you can heal literally anything from cancer to herpes um with fasting and he's interesting there's so many people it's it's insane um and he he literally like gets hundreds of messages a day because of how uh how mm-hmm. much success rates he has and um this book is so divine and he has it's 33 dollars and 33 cents but he um he made all the stuff about fasting and like food and like, you know, how to like know like what to eat and what not to eat when you want to evolve deeper and like more. Um, and he explains like about meat and stuff and like dairy and like all that stuff um, <clears throat> for free. So he has like a lot of stuff for free on that, um, which is really helpful for people that, you know, don't want to pay for the whole thing. Um, but the whole thing is like an insane amount of information if you want to spiritually evolve and, and really um, take a ginormous leap into a whole another version of yourself i need to know the name of this book so i'm gonna be scouring your website after (laughs) i have two books on my website but um touching the veil is like yeah super intense but really amazing i read it every day i haven't even gone through all of it yet and i've been reading now and i it's so much information okay i'm so excited oh okay okay so the ending questions what is one thing that you wish you did more of five years ago set energetic boundaries with myself because I give so much and I want to help so many people. And sometimes I would try to heal people. And I realize, you know, I have to meet people where they're at. I cannot try to heal them. I cannot try to awaken them. I um, can only meet them where they're at and that will help them and me by just being present with them and not trying to create something that they're not ready for, or, you know, share something that they're not ready to hear. Um, Because I've learned that I've overshared a lot of my experiences when people straight up are so not ready for that mm-hmm. and like really um, confuse them and really like they either really understand or they really don't, or they're really interested or they're really not. And it's like, I've realized, you know, it's best to just not do anything unless they ask and um, set my boundaries with them, like energetically and um, not overshare things that I don't need to, cause that drains me if I'm oversharing and they're not, you know, giving anything back. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Thanks. Such a good answer. Um, who is someone that inspires you right now? Um, my sister. I love that. 
what is one thing that you do that keeps you aligned to yourself? Um, Bape and Sananga every single morning. And I actually am coming out of, I actually, oh my gosh, it's so crazy to say. I'm coming out with Arape that a shaman in Brazil helped me create. The Nanga, which are these eye drops that help decalcify and open your third eye like no other. Like I, I it's amazing. And I'm going to like, I'm going to sell it for as cheap as possible, you know, because um, I don't want it to be super expensive because I, I like to have a, almost everybody be able to experience it. And as well as um, microdosing. So I'm also going to have um, magic mushies available um, for microdosing. And um, they're the mushrooms I've been using for years now and they they're the same mushrooms that buddha would use and um i just these mushrooms in specific there's something about them because my friend that grows them he plays music for them and they're just so magical and that's very soon like i i, I plan on putting them on my website today and then like um telling people about it like this week so oh my god. i'm so excited for you and sananga is something i've wanted to try for ages so maybe i'll maybe i'll grab that from you too <laughs> Uh, very intense like it um it really like I'll, I'll have a guide that comes with it but um it's such an amazing medicine and I love rape and sananga together because they're so like uh opening like they just open you up but also very protecting like rape protects your energy and like sananga opens your energy if that makes sense and um uh, like they're just the best combo in my opinion like I love them it's the best way to start my day like it it just makes a very powerful start every single morning. I love it. Uh, I think I'm just still I'm still scarred from the rape from ayahuasca ceremonies because they're oh, that was so big. So I'm like I don't even want to try it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the most intense rape I've ever done, and um, I almost threw up like immediately. Like it, they blew so hard. I was literally like was gagging. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I couldn't believe. It. I was like, dang, I've done so much rape, and this is so intense <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe i'll my, try it again one day yeah it's mine's not as intense as that it's going to be like mild so people that are beginners it won't like hit them like a truck when they first do it it definitely hits you like a truck but not like not like the ceremonial one <laughs> that's good <laughs> and then the final question is what is one thing that you learned this week Ooh, um to not uh be influenced by other people and um like not no 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 like hold up how do I say this like um to learn from my own choices and not let other people influence my choices because I've had a lot of people talking in my ears telling me what I should do with certain things in my life and I've gotten the same message like don't listen to them listen to yourself and um you know, I know they're just trying to help me, but I need to listen to myself if I want to learn and I need to make my own choices if I want to learn. So it's like, I can't be listening to what you, what your choices you've made and what you're telling me to do, because how am I going to learn if I don't make that choice? Um, yeah. So I've really been, um, really been learning this week, actually. That's good. That's a really important thing to learn too. So that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you all enjoyed the episode. The light in me acknowledges the light in each and every one of you. And I hope you have the most wonderful day coming from two people just like you.